Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitten. I've just arrived at Leicester Station ahead of the game between Leicester City and Manchester United. This podcast is brought to you in association with Betfred. Fred Doan opened his first shop in Salford in 1967. It's a nice day in Leicester. Yeah, well, we won a game at the weekend away from home, so I'm quite optimistic. You're from Southampton. Yes, yeah, thanks for answering. Yeah, I wasn't there at the match, so unfortunately. So. Right. Yeah, okay. Couldn't couldn't could, uh, couldn't make it, but because uh, I'm up in London. Okay. So be from Southampton, live in London. Yeah. I've yeah. seen you loads of different European. You, you yeah, travel everywhere for United, don't yeah. you? I've done a few now, so yeah. yeah it's Last a good time day. we spoke was in Bern, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, it. Good little chat after the match. Yeah. In the rain in Bern. Yeah. Um, that's a year. It. That's a year ago. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you've got the Southampton red flag. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's me. Yeah, inherited it. from the uh, the two Hesso Miguel. Yeah, Southampton Reds. Yeah. Top top lads. Yeah. How um, how are you feeling about the game tonight? Yeah, I mean to be fair, if we uh, put in a uh, another performance like we've we've done the last two matches, it's, it should be a you know not not comfortable uh, result, but the performance level like that, you know, we can win anything on on, on our day. It's transfer deadline day today. Are you satisfied with the business that Manchester United have done so far in the summer transfer window? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, we, we, we brought in some obviously some good good players. Uh, I think yeah, Ten Hag just needs to you know a couple of weeks and months to, to just bed, bed the players in uh, the, the the team that he's selected the past you know two two fixtures seems to be sort of working well. Malasia and uh, uh, Martinez, um, yeah. I mean, you know, the addition should just strengthen the squad. We got rid of quite a few in the summer, obviously. So, uh, yeah. Were you sad to see any of them go? Uh, just trying to think who's gone now. I mean, yeah, not not Pogba, Pog, Pogba he's, Matic, yeah. Mata, <laughs> Pogba. I'm, I'm glad he's he's gone. To be honest, uh, probably probably Herrera. Um, but all the others, they were all, you know, on on their way out as such. Uh, they'd served their time well. Matter, to be fair to him, he's a good servant for the club. Um, yeah, but you know, the others. I think there was there was quite a few, obviously, prob- problem uh, makers in in that sort of squad. Good to just get rid and almost start again, really. But um, yeah, try and try and settle things down. I think that's that's what the the, the team and the, well, the club needs. Less less publicity, the better, really. But. I don't think Manchester United will ever get less publicity oh, uh, knowing yeah, how the new thing, cycle works. Yeah. We're in a bit of a greenhouse here, aren't we? We're still under the glass yeah. canopy at yeah. Leicester <laughs> Station and, it, and it's boiling. Um, you go to the European away matches. What did you make of the draw? Have you booked your travel for, for Moldova, for Cyprus or for, or for San Sebastian? So, so uh, it was an interesting draw. De- decent sort of selection of the, the teams in there. Quite, quite different, obviously. Uh, yeah, Sheriff, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to... to Hopefully get the ticket today and then. But you go in. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, and then just put, put the rest of the, the, the travel. Um, Cyprus, not sure on yet. Uh, the, the, the missus will be pretty pissed off because she's Cypriot and I've never been away to Cyprus with her, so don't know. I'm going to wangle that one. It's quite dear we'll, to get we'll there we'll and back. It's quite a lot of dear flights, about Yeah, that, that, well, I mean there is that as well. I guess obviously with the yeah, the, the, the weather and all that out there, but and uh, Spain, yeah, I should be doing that. Uh, unfortunately. The travel agent cancelled my flight the other week, so uh, yeah, I'll be, be need to re, re- so book that one up. So you booked it? Yeah, like when all the 
prices started going yeah. through the roof on was it Saturday morning yeah uh, yeah the, I, I booked it say I don't know nine o'clock and then yeah about five hours later just got an email saying sorry the flights went up too much uh, so yeah we've, we've, we've cancelled it for you and, gotcha uh, yeah book it again uh, uh, double, double the price so it looks like that's what we did it got my um, Moldova hotel just click to pay oh, sorry right. no don't accept it oh, there, yeah, there you go. just had that loads yeah, of times bit of a pain but you know okay so what would be a, a decent season for you for United this season what would be success I mean I, I'd, I'd say for me just I, I don't expect to, to you know to, to be winning things initially this season it'd just be good to see a style of play developed you know the, the players all jelling well and you know, we always go on about getting top four. That I guess that you know be, be good. Um, I, I, I just think, yeah, it, for me, it's, it's more about getting the right team together, the performances, and then you know, that, uh, after once you get that sort of bedded down, the results and, and trophies, etc., will just naturally come off the back of it. I, I think if we, it's, it's good to have a, a you know a goal, but I think because of all the chopping and changing. Uh, various different managers styles of play etc and obviously the hierarchy above that the club's just a bit shot to pieces at the minute so it just needs to stabilise regroup and, and effectively go again I'd say but yeah if we can get top four I'll take that yeah thank you I'm outside Leicester it's, it's a beautiful day I walked alongside the River Soar and past the university and people were boating up and down it it's not what I expected of Leicester I bumped into Nat outside the King Power Stadium. Nat is Brazilian and she works for ESPN and she's covered Premier League football for a long time and got to know a lot of the big South American stars. Is that fair to say? I'm just shielding you here because the wind, <laughs> yes, you know. Yes, yes, How did you feel when United signed not one Brazilian but two? <laughs> yes, well, about Casemiro, I felt really, really confident. I've, I've followed Casemiro for a while now and I actually uh, was covering São Paulo when he turned into pro, so I've been following his career up close and I'm absolutely confident that he will deliver the same level of professionalism and commitment as he did in Madrid, in São Paulo, ever since he was very young. So, so you were there? You were living in São Paulo? Yes, you were yes. covering the football team? Yes, really? I was, I so you. You were a younger journalist uh-huh. and he was coming through. a very really? young Casemiro, yes. What was he like? He was very, he was very shy. I would never think that he would become such a leader, but he was always very ambitious. And he was so shy that sometimes people thought he was a bit arrogant. So it took him a while to, to get rid of this, this image with, with Sao Paulo fans. And I always found that really unfair because every time I spoke with Casemiro, he was always lovely really nice guy and really really aware of what he wanted to 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 him for himself in his career he was always very ambitious i always liked him very much so i'm very very happy he's here was he a real top player in morumbi no the stadium (laughs) have i pronounced that correct morumbi morumbi okay (laughs) i think he was always very talented, but he was underappreciated by Sao Paulo fans, definitely. And this is something that I never understood, never, ever, ever since he, he started playing for Sao Paulo. But Sao Paulo fans, they are known for being too demanding and most of the times uh, kind of unfair with, 
with uh, some of their players. So, so I think in Sao Paulo he was definitely underestimated. And then he moved to, to Europe. Did you speak to him when he was in Madrid or wait until he came to England? Uh, no, well, in Champions League matches, uh, post-matches, yes. And, and he remembered you? Yes, and, and with the national team as well, when the national team was playing here or in Brazil. Uh, and, but now I had a chance to, to talk to him when he arrived in Manchester. And I told him, OK, you're making me feel really old here because here we are in Manchester and, and I used to interview you when you were turning into pro. And he was like, yes, of course, I remember. Actually, when he entered the room, he pointed at me and he was like, you're here. <laughs> and I was like, OK, so you remember. So, yeah, I think we're both uh, feeling... Uh, well, I'm feeling old. He's feeling great, actually, because he's so excited to be here. He's a good talker, isn't he? He's quite a he's, bright guy. He is, he is, he is. I think he's very, he's very honest and, and he's the type of leader you want to have around. I was actually talking to the press officers and I told them, uh, I think Casemiro is perfect for, for you guys because he will never say something controversial and he's always almost like the spokesperson of the club. You know, he was always like that in Madrid. He's like that in the national team and, and he will be like that uh, here in Manchester. And if one Paulista is not enough, <laughs> there's now <laughs> another one. I got asked this week, could, any chance you could go to Sao Paulo for us? I mean, have you seen the price of flights to Brazil at the moment? Yeah. Jeez. United, I don't think have ever had a, a Paulista before from yeah. South America's biggest city. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, the other Brazilians, Anderson is Gaucho, Posibon uh -huh. is from Porto Alegre. Yeah. Um, the two the Silver Boys are from uh, out in the close to Rio. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, I'm, I'm, never I'm, thought I've, about that. I've, I've actually, I'm going to have forgotten more Brazilian plays. <laughs> Fred's from Belo Horizonte. Fred, yes. Is yes, that right? Yes, Belo Horizonte. Yes, Belo Horizonte. Yes. yes. I'm having this. I better learn. Smashing I better this learn Portuguese. it. I don't know. Um, tell me about Anthony. Anthony uh, was well when he started playing for São Paulo. He was a bit different from Casemiro. I think actually uh, the, the position also helps in this sense. But uh, he was very appreciated by São Paulo fans, and we always saw a, a bright future for for Anthony. He left Brazil in a very young age, and he went to a club that really gave him a chance to develop his skills and his freedom and all the things that we usually appreciate in Brazilian players. Uh, and I think it was just a matter of time for him to, to come to, to the Premier League, especially. We've been hearing it for a while and I think the perspectives are really good. I, I was impressed with the price, but I think this, this transfer market was especially a bit crazy and all the prices were really high, but he's, he's, he's quite talented. What are the Brazilian media saying about Casimiro and Anthony moving to Manchester United? Well, in general, they're, they're impressed with how many Brazilians are moving to the Premier League before the World Cup. And I think they want to keep a high level of, of competitiveness and, and, be, and they want to be seen. Uh, but with Casemiro, they were very surprised at first. But uh, part of them was like, Okay, this, this, this shouldn't be happening because Man United, they, they are one of the biggest teams in the world, one of the biggest clubs in the world. So, of course, Casemiro is, is making a, a bold move, but it makes sense. It does make sense. At first, we were a bit like, wow, is this really happening? Like, he was winning everything in Madrid, but he is this ambitious guy. He was always this ambitious guy. And with Anthony, um, there's no, he's so young. So, I don't think there's any sort of, uh, anxiety around him. I think it's going to be really good for him in terms of development and, and maturing. 
So, yeah, the perspectives are good, and especially with the national team. I think it's going to be good for us. I wonder what it'd be like the other way around if, like, Marcus Rashford moved to Corinthians. <laughs> oh, my or God! Like Can we arrange this? <laughs> it'd be fantastic. <laughs> And I need to better learn some Portuguese, haven't I? Because yes. I just, I'll, I get taught like phrases like fala cachorra. Which oh is, yeah, that's not what, good. Is it not? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> what does that mean? You don't Really? <laughs> okay. And um, <laughs> another thing we've been discussing on, on another podcast we do, Talk of the Devils, um, with respect to Brazilians, is some of the Brazilian words in English, such as Facebooky. And... <laughs> Do you know any more? Because hotty doggy, um, <laughs> uppy grady. Um, you, you, your anglicised words, sometimes yes. you just put a Y on the end, don't you? Yes, yes, yes. That happens a lot. A do, lot. Do you know any more? And, I need some and, more. Like, Business-wise, people do this all the time. Like uh, a call. They, they use it all the time. Like, oh, I'm in a call. Todo um call. No, you know, it's, it's a, a ligação, it's, it's not a call, it's a ligação. So, yes, people do this all the time, actually. So I think it's only fair you do the other way around. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Hopefully I'll see you around um, this season, maybe go to Brazil as well, catch up with Anderson, people like that. Yes, no, definitely. Down in the, in the deep south. Yes, down there. everybody's invited. Brazil's a great Brazil's country. Brazil's a great too. place. Yes, a great um, place to visit. It's actually, it's quite cheap at the moment when you're there. The problem is getting yeah, there, getting isn't there, it? It's yes. just, I've never known it so expensive. No, yeah, especially at the end of the year. But yeah. But yeah but it's, it's, gold, a, it's a great country. Um, it is. And carnival. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I've been to carnival. I've been to um, <laughs> Florianopolis as well. Oh, nice. It's super I nice say this there. without any hint of modesty. When I went to Florianopolis, I was by a distance the ugliest person on the beach. <laughs> I, I came out of a European winter and... I'd interviewed, uh, this is sounding a bit knobbish, this, but this is the truth. About a month before I interviewed Kaka, uh -huh. and I said, I'm going to Florianopolis with my, my girlfriend. He went, you're going with a girl? Like, and look, <laughs> look, looked to me like I was a knob. So I get there, I've got Man United shorts on. And I'm, I'm the whitest person. Yeah. I'm the only person who can't surf. Uh -huh. You've got all these models, all the, fella, all the men look like models I as know, well. I know, I know. Um, it was quite quite an enlightening moment <laughs> in my life. I just sat there laughing at the absurdity of the world. No, but Florianopolis is known for this type of like really good looking. You, you, like you need I'm to go Amsterdam there. That. I can't. No, no, you need to go there and really have a high self esteem. Otherwise, I, said, I, I felt absolutely <laughs> fine going there, no problem at all. But I was also realistic, sat there on the yeah. beach. Because I'd had no time to get any any colour on my skin. Well, you know? I'm glad I, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Wearing anyway. a pair of Manchester United shorts. My wife's like, <laughs> "Why are you wearing football shorts? This yeah. is this is like what children." That's you're, very you're, pertinent, actually. You, 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 you're not a child and you're not a player. What's going on? <laughs> I've uh, never worn them since. <laughs> now, thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Stood outside the away end now at Leicester. The turnstiles have not opened yet. It's one of the bigger away ends actually, it's a really big chunk of seating, just over 3,000 tickets and it's really nice to see A, people wearing shorts and B, people who have not seen since last season. Finno, we've had you on the podcast plenty of times before, you've flown over from Dublin today. Yeah, over to Birmingham this morning, mid-morning and um, yeah, into Birmingham City for something to eat and then down here in the train, so I meet a few people, so uh, we're to the ground now to see a few other people. How, how are flights at the moment? Because... 
my experience it's, there's a lot of very expensive flights around at the moment I know we're coming out of sort of the Covid period but still quite tricky yeah the flight, flight, we've found that the overall flight prices have increased and the schedules as I said are funny you know they've changed the schedules and they're not maybe not as frequent on certain routes which sort of is bumping up the prices as well so and then you have the even this morning the weekend when we were we were hit with a delay there was huge crowds traveling delays, yeah. but, but it's been good over the last few weeks and then all of a sudden this morning again I think it's because we think it's because the schools are back and now people are taking advantage of going on holidays you know those without kids and it's made the airport was very busy in Dublin this morning which took us by surprise a little bit so you would normally fly into Manchester are the Manchester flights well, working out or believe it or not this season and probably for the next few we're not flying to Manchester at all for the home games it's Leeds and Liverpool why? because Manchester's well too expensive first of all but then probably we find it harder to get through than both Leeds and Liverpool and it's, and it's worth coming over on the train for both of those places like because you know? the security queues are so big, yeah, or coming but, through on both, or coming through passport control. Last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week. yeah. Wow, it's, that's but, amazing. But, but, but mainly, mainely, Andy, because of prices, really. Okay. You know, because it, you know, like you could even even allow for getting a train up from either Liverpool or across from Leeds. Like it can be way cheaper. You know. Are you going on the European trips? Well, yeah, we 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 spent we landed at Gatwick on Saturday and the fixtures have been released to go down to Southampton and we spent the whole train journey planning and, and not only to the game but coming back from the game but we've managed to get started now and into Sunday and into Monday but yeah we, we're, we're going we're going to do the three of them and we've got a few strange routes now like we're Come on, how are you, you know, getting to Moldova? Moldova Dublin to Eindhoven and then Eindhoven to Chisnow but believe it or not we've got a return flight on the Friday direct to Dublin but the Greece, from Chisnow from Chisnow yeah wow yeah, how so, much is that? that's awkward that's one of the awkward ones we're going to Santander with a load of lads who nice listen to this you know Ian, Aaron you know all those lads Jer, Shane from Belfast we've got about 25 in the bus which I've been left to organise somehow or another um, from Santander to San Sebastian um, so because that's the morning of the game half six flight from Dublin but like we want we, we want to come back Friday there's no return flight to Saturday from Santander some of the lads are coming Saturday we're going back flying to Barcelona flying to Gatwick and then to Dublin on the Friday um, Cyprus we're down Dublin Bucharest <laughs> Hafas and then Hafas Vienna Dublin what are you making of United you used to play football professionally what are you seeing when you're watching the team in the last couple of games with the, with the two wins yeah it's been obviously more encouraging both in terms of the performances the results have been good I mean Liverpool was obviously a, it was like night and day compared to the previous two two games but yeah it's been encouraging I mean I like the manager I like what he's doing in terms of we're just saying that sent Adam off the pitch you know he's, he seems to be doing things right it'll take a bit longer on the pitch but we'd be hopeful but we need to win tonight before going into Sunday's game I think it'd be important to win to bounce into that game against Arsenal on Sunday you know of the new signings which are you most pleased with you're yeah. a midfielder yourself aren't you <laughs> yeah, we, uh, well wide midfielder but I think look uh, you have to be impressed with Malassia and Martinez their, certainly their attitude but the performances have been good as well so um, I mean th- those two have been the most impressive of the new signs but I like the cameo you know, for Casemiro, you know, uh, he, he he bounced on, didn't he? And he and uh, looking forward, if he's playing tonight, which I assume he will be, we look forward to seeing him. He looks like those three have got attitude, and I think that's what we've been missing. No leadership, you know, and these might bring a bit of that. And the manager? 
Yeah, definitely, as I said, I like what he's been doing. I think he's going about it the right way. I just hope that we, not just the club, the fans and the club give him a little bit of time because I, I don't think I don't think it's an overnight fix, Andy. I really don't. But you'd like to think that we can head in the right direction. Obviously, Brentford was the the lowest of the low, wasn't it? Like so, it's really the only way I was up after that. So, look at you'd you'd be hopeful that we'd we'd um. You know, we're looking look, look at Chelsea, look at Tottenham. You know, obviously Arsenal started well, and they're they're the teams that were probably targeting the battle against really more so than the other two. Although Liverpool, yeah, maybe I'm not sure about this season, but still a good side. No Irish teams left in European competition, is there? There's some good there wins now. Shamrock Rovers, Shamrock Rovers, yeah, in the conference group stages. Okay, yeah, okay. So, Apologised, yeah, yeah. Well, Rovers Shamrock fans. Rovers fans, yeah, yeah. Now they've done well, and 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 they did well. Like you know, they even give a good account of themselves. Um, well, they, they they got they lost to Frank Varas yeah. as a result qualified you yeah. know, for the group ah, stage. Okay, yeah. so that, that's what yeah. I saw but they, the defeat. But, but they bet them in this home leg one yeah. nil, like, and, and Frank Varas are decent. I, yeah. I, I watched them that game, the Hungarian game, if you like, and they looked very good against Rovers. So it was a good win for them to because that I think that helps with the coefficient when you win yeah, a leg like in that. It you helps know. everybody else. So um, no, they they've done well. Now the other teams, like obviously famously Sligo bet Motherwell and. Got the sack then, yeah, yeah. the next yeah. day. Well, manager got the sack. Yeah, so that so was a um, big shock, wasn't it? Graham Alexander, yeah, yeah. yeah so like, that, 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 was, that was good. So I mean, they've done well. I think Irish clubs. I mean, remember Rovers were in the third path for the for the um, the, the group, like which is you know a few years ago that was that wouldn't have happened. You know, and all being the conference is a new competition. I think it shows where they've reached. Like so, you know, fair play to them. You know, fair play to, to, to the club. Thanks for your time, mate. No bother. Oh yeah, yeah. so lovely to see a former goalkeeper come into the, the away end, supporting his uh, former former team. Still plays for the legends, Kevin Pilkington. Welcome, mate. Thank you very much. Nice to see you. Nice to see you as well. You're at Luton Town now. I am, yes. Uh, goalkeeper coach there, so been there just under a year. So um, the mighty Hatters. Yeah, it's a um, good club. Um, good ambition. Uh, looking to move into a new stadium, which should be a bit disappointing to go away from the Kenny. Yeah. Because the Kenny is, um, as everyone knows, it's uh, someplace. Uh, so it, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, I might also say that you've been looking to move into a new stadium since 1984. Oh, there you go. And, yeah. And now yeah. 2022. <laughs> yeah. I can remember plans for something called the Cola Dome just off the, just off the M1. Bone to pick with Luton. If you hadn't lost one nil to Preston this year, yeah. Preston would have drawn every game nil nil. Well, yeah. I know, it's incredible. It. Seven clean sheets on the bounce, it's a joke. But what a story Luton Town is, given with respect to the size of the club, to come out of non-league, to go up and up, nearly go up last year yeah. in, a, in a, a ground which holds 10,000. Yeah. Brilliant story. Oh, it's an incredible story. Um, they're hard done to in the first place to, um, to get demoted into the, to the, well, the points taken off of them, not demoted, but points taken off them by the FA. Um, and the, the miracles that they've done to get back to where they are now and um, and how we're doing now is, is, is fantastic. Like I said, like I said, there's good people at the football club, good manager, good coaching staff. Um, it's run properly as a football club. And um, yeah, hopefully we can um, try and go one step further this season. Mick Harford's still a legend there? Yes, he is. Uh, I think Mick's a legend wherever he goes. But, um, Top yeah, fella, isn't he? Oh, he's a great guy, real good guy. Um, knows, got such knowledge of the football game. And um, yeah, he goes out um, had a recruitment now, so yeah, he's he's still around. He's like, I think like his legend's gone before him now, so he's now known as like the hardest man in the world. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I saw him at close quarters a few years ago at Accrington. He's actually quite softly spoken. 
he is he's very softly spoken you wouldn't think it but you think there's a switch there somewhere so um, yeah I think the days with him at Birmingham I think they're legendary at Birmingham so um, yeah him real, and uh, Tony Cotton that's it yeah Tony wasn't um, wet behind the ears not, not at all not at all <laughs> so Manchester United have just signed another goalkeeper about two hours ago yes Martin Dubravka do you know anything about him yeah he's a very good goalkeeper he did really well at um, Newcastle over the last few years um, I think it's unfortunate not to be playing but obviously they signed Nick Pope in the summer and who's an excellent goalkeeper um, so yeah it's a, it's a good signing good backup for, for De Gea and, and Tom Heaton so there'll be a competition there um, so it'll be interesting to see, see how it goes forward How do you see David as a goalkeeper? I think he's been he's been excellent um, I think a couple of years ago he had a little bit of a drop off which you expect you can't be at the top of your game for, for that long and and um, and stay there consistently for for that length of time. Really, especially as a goalkeeper, you're going to make mistakes. Um, I do think it'll be interesting because of how the way Ten Hag wants to play, um, more playing out from the back and and being more comfortable with the ball at your feet. So it'd be interesting how he adapts to do that. But um, yeah, he's still he's still a top goalkeeper. Can you could still do a turn if you were called on tonight. You know, if like the goalies didn't turn up yeah, and they put an announcement out, <laughs> can anyone play that? I mean, you'd obviously win it. Yeah, yeah. Um, where would you that. be? Where would you be caught out? Oh, the speed of it. The speed. The speed. Yeah. yeah. Joining training nowadays and uh, the speed is just something on a different level. Um, obviously, it's the game's progressed. Uh, players have got better and quicker. Um, and yeah, just the speed of the game, especially when they're, they're shooting and um, putting balls in your box. It's, You're uh, seeing that in training every yeah, day. Yeah, every day. Yeah, like the delivery from set pieces is the speed. Is, yeah, is fantastic. Faster, so, faster. than when you played yeah, a lot faster. Yeah, okay. yeah, a lot faster. So I think that's where that's where it'd be. It would change. Um, the difference would change for me. Finally, how do you think Manchester United will do this season? Um, well, I did have, uh, have a little bit of a laugh with one of the lads after they lost the first two games so we were getting battered and I said, oh, it's all right, we'll go and win the next 36. We? You still call United we? Yeah, of course. I love that. Yeah, of course. I love it. Of course. Do they all know you United? Did... Yeah. 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 Yes. So all the clubs you've been at, because you've been at Notts County, you've yeah. been at loads of different been, clubs. Yeah, I've been all over, but yeah. It's... Is there any club you've not worked for in professional no, football? No, there's a few. There's a few. But... Um, it's, yeah, it's one of the things that gets in your blood. Uh, I grew up watching Forest, um, but once I've been at, at United, it, it just my allegiance has changed straight away, and it's um, yeah, uh, it's, it's all Man United now. So that's the first one I look for after obviously Luton. And you enjoyed the Legends game against Liverpool. I know it was a bad result, but yeah. it must have been good. I mean, some of them lads are still yeah, still top players, still fit, still good players. Um, it's a delight to be invited every time. Um, when I stop getting invited that's when I start crying um, but no it's a fantastic event it, it raises so much money for charity um, and it's just an absolute honour to pull on that shirt again and walk out at Old Trafford um, we've got another one in a couple of weeks time at Anfield so hopefully we'll get our own back at Anfield Are you, uh, are you joining on in with the songs tonight? I, do I don't know them all, so. Do you know any of them? I know, you right. must know, like United. United. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course I know that one. Right. But, uh, well, there's, there's a few I know, so yeah, yeah I'll just I'll, I'll chip in here and there. Right. So yeah. there is a risk if, if the cameras go in tonight into the way, you could be there like that. Uh, hopefully. And you've got to go to work tomorrow and yeah. train yeah. championships level footballers. Yeah, yeah. Nice problem to have, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. Lovely nice. to see you. And you, buddy. 
walking into the ground now. I, uh, I'm with Steve Black. I can interview you now because you've been doing some of the away podcasts. Oh, no. You've, you've not got to be the, uh, the sensible one, have you? I've got to find, not enough to find questions. You can actually find something interesting to talk about with me because I can never, I always sort of like lose track. It's easy doing it if you're not talking about football, but when you're talking about football, it gets a bit tedious sometimes. Because you can only say one thing or another. Can't well, what do you want to talk about your sex life? Hey, well, we, we could do, but that wouldn't take very much. Like, how long have you got on there? Um, it'd be over. So, what I would say, though, is um, uh, transfer deadline day, and a lot of people have been talking about um, Ronaldo disappearing off, off the sites and stuff like that. Are you the journalist there? Am I asking you the questions? Or you, so I'm just wondering, your... is there something we're going to be no, no. a bombshell dropped no, 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 on no, us no, 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 no. I've just had a, a message from a Spanish journalist from a yeah. very good newspaper asking why Cristiano Ronaldo has disappeared off Man United's website. Yeah. And I checked out the link he sent me and there was a big picture of Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, so I there's absolutely it's nothing rumor, in it whatsoever. Rumors and more rumors, isn't it? Well, that's a good journalist as well. So, we could, well, we'll talk about um, the fact that uh, Keir Starmer is probably the worst opposition leader of all time. I'm, I'm the one asking the questions here. Oh, okay. oh, we're right. How are United going to go on tonight? I would like to think they can continue doing what they've been doing. And that back four, even with Dalit on it, Looks really strong, and if he can get De Gea's confidence up, he makes fantastic saves. But just get him into the game more about claiming balls and stuff. I think that's the uh, foundation for a really good start. It's just midfield worries me a little bit, and we haven't got a strike force. I just hope that we could probably just nick a couple of goals, and I don't think we'll concede to. Looking at what we've seen last two games, could I have permission to speak to you, two sons? Yes, you can. Name and age? Uh, Luca, I'm 60. How's it feel to be going to Leicester away? 16. Yeah, good, of course. I, I don't even know how many times it is now. It's been a few here, though. Yeah. Reckon uh, you're on the way to becoming the tallest United fan. How tall are you now? <laughs> uh, six foot three. But you're, you're, you're like less than six foot when I last saw you three months ago. <laughs> Prediction for tonight? I think we'll win 2-1 today. I think we will. Name and age? Uh, Sebi, I'm 13. You're 13. Um, United are playing in Moldova this month. There is a breakaway Republic there, Trans Sinatria. Do you think it should be more closely aligned with, with, with Russia or should it be looking more Western towards the, the European community and, and possible future EU membership? Not really clue. <laughs> How are United going to go on tonight? Uh, I'm hoping they'd win. and I'm thinking, Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking 3-1. 3-1? With probably Rashford getting a goal or two. And... I don't know. I feel like Ericsson might score for some reason. Okay, right, let's see if you're right. Let's hope so. Enjoy the match, all right? You okay? Right, so it's just as we're talking here, there's like four rum lads looking at me going, <laughs> you ask him, you tell him, you ask him. So I don't know what's coming next, but tell, tell, go on, what did you just say to me? So basically, 1989. Yes. It was against Coventry. Yeah. And. You was walking in in the Stretford end underneath yeah. the Stretford seats. Yeah. You looked up at two young lads yeah. and said, "Can you lift us up there?" And they lifted you up, and you sat there for the first half. And the second half, you jumped back down and disappeared. I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing that you remember it. I remember. How, I remember how do you remember me? I just remember it. Well, just remember because the lads put it in the warm. It's thirty odd years ago. I know, but I've seen you over it years, since, obviously. <laughs> Not sports here. So that that was um, the Munich anniversary. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when uh, what he, he scored just, in six. He scored in the six minute as well. What was he called? I, I, he scored yes, in the six yes. minute. Won one nil. How old were you then? Similar age to me. Fifteen or was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember because it was 
um, the East Stand seats behind the Stretford M, weren't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So they were like £1.90 to sit in for a junior, but <laughs> yeah. in my yeah. mind, that was a lot of money because it was a big jump up from £1.30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought if you sat in the Stretford seats, you were like half rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. £1.90. It was, mate. I'm buzzing off that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to come and shoot me then? I've always remembered it, you know what I mean? I've always remembered your face in the past. How are you feeling about United? How are we going to go on tonight? That was a big pause, by the way, just so just for the listeners can know. No, I'm quite confident. Right, I'll go through all of you because I've, I've got to get in the ground now. Predictions. I'm, I'm quite... I think we're going to win tonight. 2-0 United. 2-0 United. 3-1. And also, yeah. I think we'll finish second this year. Right. Um, thank you for lifting me up into the Stratford and seats yeah. 33 years ago. Yeah. I'll give you the 60p when I next see you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The noise you can hear behind me is the 3,000 United fans singing, not stop singing for the team. Songs about getting the Glazers out. And after 22 minutes, uh, United went ahead through another Jadon Sancho goal. They deserve it. The team looks so much better than a couple of weeks ago. Leicester is struggling, and uh, this game is true to form so far. It's really nice to watch Manchester United <laughs> not going behind in matches. Away from home. So after the game, a 1-0 victory for Manchester United and I'm with a lad from Manchester who grew up as a Manchester United fan, played for Manchester United, but had his greatest successes, is that fair to say, with yes, Leicester City, 100%. Danny Simpson? Yes, 100%. Uh, obviously, I'm a, a United fan. Um, I love United. Um, so yeah. when you watch a game like that, are you just it's like being professional, thinking best team win or...? Difficult. You know, I've had before when people ask him what scored, I think he's going to be, and it's I've got a lot of mates in the Leicester dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> and I know they're sat in the bottom of the league at one point, but I've, you know I don't want to. I know I don't want to twist the knife, but no. Listen, it was it's at the moment the way Leicester are and the way United are. I think people would have expected United win tonight, even though it's tough to come to Leicester, especially under the lights at night, uh, and you can turn it on. But I think United at the moment just look they look strong. I think you know they're getting one nil up two twice now on the bounce to go one nil up and and the seeing games out and I think that's a sign of a good team and good character and good personality which is what I think United fans have been wanting for quite some time now. Did you go up when United scored? No. Because <laughs> we're in the posh seats. No, I'm sat around with other Leicester fans, so no, <laughs> no. But I said it was it was a good goal. Yeah. Great goal. Yeah. I can't believe I couldn't believe I opened. Less the worst, to be honest, from a, from a kick from the keeper. And it was three passes in, in the ring. United probably couldn't believe the look. If Jaden goes through there, you knew it was going to be a goal. Um, yeah, that's to come into it in the second half. So, yeah. But yeah, I think ultimately it was. Is you seen the game up? Can I ask you about Manchester United's fullbacks because Diogo Dalot looks to me like he's playing perhaps the best football since he joined the club. On the other side, Malassia has made a really positive impression. You've played that position to the highest level. How do you see them? Uh, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think Malassia's come in and it's a, not so much surprised me, but sometimes you can take few games or a bit longer than that to get into the Premier League level and the pace and he looks like he's been playing it for, for some time. What's he doing right 
He's simple. I'm not sure of his game, but he looks, he's just simplifying everything. He's not um, overcomplicating his game. He's making the right tackles, he's making the right decisions, he's covering, and, and he's, he's keeping the ball. And he's getting up and down the line, and, and he's being aggressive. Um, and I feel like that's infectious on the team. And Delo? Delo, for me today, I've seen a, something I've not seen from him, because I know Harvey Barnes, I've played against him, I've trained with him. And he got a yellow card in the first half, and I thought, oh, God. You don't really want to be on a yellow card against Harvey Barnes. And then from that minute on, I thought he was absolutely superb against him. And there was a moment in the second half where he blocked across and he went for a goal kick. And the whole back four celebrated. And to me, that was I was quite impressed that that's, it, it means something to, to not concede and not give corners away, which I've not seen for a while. And the two central defenders, I thought Varane was excellent. Uh, Martinez as well. What, what, what does Varan bring? It's, it's, it's good to see that he's keeping fit. Uh, yeah. He's making right decisions. It doesn't seem like he goes to ground. He, he just makes tackles stood up, which is always a sign of a good defender. Um, Martin has been, um, been always aggressive. And are they complementing each other? I feel like they are. You know, I won't say I won't like to put these things out there, but it's a little Rio Ridditch combination, you know. So I'm not, there's a lot to go to get to that, even though the runs when God knows what. But um, listen, and I will give credit to the whole team. It's not just the back four; the whole team are defending as a unit. They're getting back in quick and. I mean, there's no space really for teams to play through them. You have to go around them, and that's what I'm seeing at the moment. It's interesting you say about Varane staying on his feet. You notice that as a defender. Yeah, listen, it's... He reads the game well now. always said if you know, good defenders don't need to go to the ground unless he's you know, desperate defending, last ditch. And he never, never really seems like he has to. And he, like you said, he's obviously reading the game well and he looks fit, he looks strong and... You know, last season had his problems and you know, hopefully now he, he can have a good run and, 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 look, and look after himself well. And finally, you? You're still you're in Manchester? Yeah, in Manchester. You, are you fit? You're not yeah. retiring on us, No, I'm not retiring. No, I can st- I've still got some life in me yet. So obviously, you know, I'm working as a journalist. I heard that Real Madrid are looking at you. <laughs> yeah, I'm chatting to them tomorrow. <laughs> no, I'm fit and listen, I'm, as you know, I, mean, I like doing the media stuff, but which is... You're still going to play them. But, you know, as long as... I, I get told every day as long as you can still play you play because once it stops it stops what, what level would you like to play at? obviously I'd like to go back to the championship again um, I still feel I can play that level um, and yeah and, Barcelona and, yeah you like the city <laughs> yeah when I met you there yeah, that was nice to, <laughs> but no listen, we'll, we'll see what happens and like I said even if it's a, from a a different side of the squad where I'm helping younger players yeah. and I'm being a more experienced player off the pitch as well. We've seen that in Manchester United with, with Paul McShane, for example, um, coming in and Tom Huddleston. Yeah. yeah. So you, you still feel you've got something physically to give as a player and, and you've got a lot of experience. Yeah, exactly. You just mentioned to me there, you know, I went into Carrington not too long ago to speak to Mark Dempsey and Paul McShane and you know, and watch, I watched the 23 train and, you know, I, I like that something in the future as well that I feel that like I can offer is, is in helping players and off the pitch show them, um, you know, what training's about and what gave me a career, watching Rio, Skulls, Giggs, Evra. I've seen them, Ronaldo, every day. 
and I think that's some of the, you know that kind of knowledge you can you can pass on to these these young lads that are trying to make it at the best club in the world. So that's it for this podcast. We'll have another one from Old Trafford before the Arsenal game, after the Arsenal game on Sunday. We've got a new United we stand out as well for that game. We'll be on sale outside Old Trafford. The subscription copies have been posted out from the printers on Friday. So I know there's a postal strike, but hopefully they'll be arriving over the next couple of days. And if you want to download a digital subscription, you can do so. Just go to uws.com and you'll see on our website there the subscription link. And you can do that. Hope you enjoyed the podcast from Leicester. I'm going to get some sleep. Bye-bye.